appreciate all the staff uh, filling in and preaching and do what they doing what they did. Uh, you know, you've heard from Jason and Johnny telling about how good it is to be home. Uh, there is truth to that, uh, but you know, uh, I would still like to be on vacation. <laughs> you know, uh, but I am glad to be back in this room and to be with you. Amen. Tell you what, it's good to be here today. What I want to do this morning is uh, talk to you about getting to know God. I think that's pretty important, don't you? Uh, we need to get to know God. And today I want to talk about what God knows about you. There were some students at a Christian college, and uh, they were taking apples from the cafeteria back to the room. So a cafeteria lady got aggravated with this, and she put up a sign and said, Please, only one apple, God is watching. Well, of course, there was a smart aleck student who put up another sign over the cookies that said, Take all the cookies you want. God's watching the apples. <laughs> However, we know that God sees everything, right? Not only that, God hears everything. It reminds me of a wealthy grandfather who finally went and purchased a hearing aid. Uh, two weeks later, he went back to the place he bought it, and he, he told the man how great it was, how great he could hear. In fact, he said, I can hear conversations at home that are taking place in the next room. Oh, your relatives must be delighted, said the owner of the store. Oh, I haven't told them yet, said the man, but I have changed my will twice. <laughs> God sees all and God hears all. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare to him to whom we must give an account. Theologians call this the omniscience of God. That means that God knows everything. There is no question he cannot answer. No problem that confuses him. God is never surprised. You can't shock God. God has never said, oh really? <laughs> because God knows everything. So, what is the scope of his knowledge? Very quickly, God knows everything about creation. God knows all about creation. Why? Because he created it. The Bible says in Genesis 1.21, after God had finished creating the world, that he saw everything that he had created and he said, it is good. Now, that is an amazing statement, that God saw everything, every rock, every tree, every blade of grass, every fish, every bird, every animal, every star, every grain of sand. He saw everything. He was totally aware of everything that he created. He saw it all and he said, it is good. I mean, he's in touch with his creation. He sees everything. In fact, the Bible tells us that when a single sparrow falls to the earth, God takes notice of that. So God knows about creation. Also, God knows everything about history. He knows the past, the present, and the future. He knows everything that has happened. He knows everything that is happening right now. He knows everything that will happen. And not only that, He knows everything that could have happened but didn't, and everything that can happen but won't. Wow. He knows the scope of history from beginning to end. And so it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, you've got to step back and say, that is amazing. 
It is amazing. But what does God know about you? Hmm. Well, the Bible says in Psalms 139 that God knows everything about you. In fact, it tells us that God is intimately acquainted with you. I hadn't planned on reading any of this, so I didn't put it on the screen, but just listen. Psalms 139, verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Then in verse 13, For you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. God knows everything about us. Now, we say that we know that God knows everything, right? In fact, time out. Let's take a vote. How many of you believe God knows everything? You'd say that. Raise your hand. You believe God knows everything. Okay. We all believe that. God knows everything. You know what? We don't always act like that, do we? We don't always act like we know that God knows everything. So today, what I want to do is a little reminder of five specific areas that God knows everything about in your life and the difference that it can make in your life if you're just aware of this and you understand this and you remember God knows everything about this area of my life. For example, number one, God knows all about your faults and your fails, failures. God knows all about all of our faults. God knows all about all of our failures. Psalms 69 verse 5. O God, you know my foolishness, and my sins are not hidden from you. So God knows everything. He knows my foolish ways. God knows all of my sins. I cannot hide them from Him. The fact is, sometimes we want to forget the omniscience of God because it's a little uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me to realize that I don't have any secrets from God. There are a few things about my life I wish God didn't know. But I don't have any secrets, and neither do you. God knows everything. Now, th this verse tells us, oh God, you know my foolishness. And sometimes we do foolish things, don't we? Come on, we do. And foolishly, when we do something wrong, we try to hide our sins, sneak them past God. Put them in a closet and close the door. But you know what? God knows what's behind the closed door. I think of Adam. When he sinned, the first thing that Adam did is to run away and hide. As if you can hide from God. All right? So God comes walking through the garden and he says, Adam, where are you? Now, just as a side note, whenever God asks a question, it's never for information. Huh? It's never for his benefit. God knew exactly where Adam was. Adam needed to know where he was. Proverbs 5.21 says, For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord. That is, you can't hide anything. God sees everything. And he examines all of his paths. 
So let me put it like this. You always have an audience. Okay? Nothing you ever say is ever off the record. God is always watching. You're always on stage. There are no secret closets. Everything you think, everything you see, everything you do, even everything you feel, God sees it all. God knows everything about you. That means that this week, when you thought nobody was watching or listening or no one was probing your mind, you're wrong. Okay? Now, when that happens, the devil always has a question for us. The devil always has a line for us. He says, nobody's ever going to know about that. Nobody's ever going to find out about that, are they? So we go ahead and we do it. And then afterwards, he hits us with another question. Well, what if somebody finds out? What if your parents find out what you just did? What if your husband or wife finds out? What if your boss finds out? And then we worry. Well, dude, let me tell you something. You've already been found out. Okay? God knows. And God is the one who counts. God knows all of my faults and all of my failures. I can't hide anything from Him. And so, what is my response to that? Okay? Now, let me give you a little thing. I've got, I've got five things that God knows about in your life. And with each one of them, I have a response. What is my response? So, what is my response to the fact that God knows all of my faults and all of my failures? My response to that is this. I need to be honest with God. Okay? I just need to be honest with the Lord. I just need to admit my wrongs. I need to agree with God about what He knows is wrong in my life. The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So what do we do? We just need to admit it. You're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling God. So you say, God, you're right. I was wrong. God knows everything about me. He already knows all the wrong that I've done, but yet He still loves me enough to allow me to admit it and to be forgiven of it. Okay? So God knows all my faults and all my failures. Let me tell you, can I tell you, cover-up never works. Cover-up never works because God sees everything. Have you, you younger people don't know what I'm about to ask here, but you older folks, have you ever come to a point in your life where you think, I'm getting old? Huh? Well, I, I wasn't going to tell anybody this story, but I, I told them last service. I hadn't even planned on telling them then, but it just kind of came out, so I'll have to tell you all too. happened to me a few weeks ago. I woke up one morning, and, man, I just had a killer headache. It was a sinus headache, and, I mean, it was just it was throbbing. I couldn't even think straight because my head was hurting so bad. No. You, I don't want your sympathy. I'm, I'm just using that as an excuse for what I'm about to tell you, all right? had a really bad headache. And so I came to the church. We had people in the hospital. I was going to go to the hospital to check on them. So before I went, I stopped at Walmart. I was going to buy some sinus headache medicine. And so I parked my truck. I went in through the garden area. I went over to the pharmacy. I picked out my sinus headache medicine, picked up a couple other things that I needed. Man, my head was hurting so bad. I couldn't even think straight up. Man, it was just killing me. And on the way back out, I, I stopped at the, uh, in the animal section. I was looking for a container of for water for my dogs because we were going on this trip. And, you know, man, my head was just hurting. And, and so anyway, I left Walmart and I went to the hospital. I was at the hospital. I checked on people. The medicine started working. My head started feeling better. 
I ran some errands. I was coming back to the church. It had been a couple hours. I looked over in the seat next to me. There were all of my items, but there was no Walmart sack. <laughs> yeah. And have you, ever, have you ever just been driving along and you get real sick at your stomach, like you're going to vomit? Oh, man, I, was, I just broke out in a cold sweat, and I thought, no, there's, there's no way. There is no way. And so I stop the truck, and I start digging around. I look everywhere. There is no Walmart sack. There is no Walmart receipt. And I'm thinking, I was not wearing my Kavanaugh T-shirt. Thank you. I don't know where that came from, but thank you. That was great. And I was just, man, I was, I was so sick. And I was having all these things go through my head like, okay, Will, what are you going to do? I mean, you go back, they're going to think you're an idiot, man. You go back in there and tell them this cockamamie story. But you know what? I had to. So I drove back straight to Walmart. I went back in. I asked for a manager. A nice young manager came, and I tried to explain as best I could what happened. I emphasized the point that I'd had a headache, all right? I mean, I thought that was a big factor in this whole thing, you know. And, and he's just looking at me. Like, dude, are you super? You know, I was having one of those Wabasika moments. You don't know about Wabasika, do you? Wabasika is a little town next to uh, Pine Bluff. Between Wabasika and Pine Bluff is a little town called Alzheimer's. So it's, we used to say Wabasika disease. I was having a Wabasika moment, you know, and, and, and I tried to tell this guy the story, and, and he said, well, okay, what? I said, I got to pay you for them. And so I told him exactly what I had, and I paid him the money, and, and then I left the store feeling horrible. You know, here's the deal, thinking back on that. I could have just kept that to myself, couldn't I? I mean, Angie would have never known if I didn't tell her. Apparently, Walmart didn't know. You know what? I knew. God knew. I couldn't live. I couldn't live. Because God knew. You see what I'm saying? God sees everything. He knows my faults. He knows my failures. But the good news is, even though I'm an idiot and I do stupid things, He still loves me. Number two, God knows all my feelings and my frustration. Psalms 31, 7, Lord, you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul in adversity. Now, there's some of you sitting in here today thinking, nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody feels the pain that I feel in my heart right now. Nobody knows what I've been through. Well, God knows. God knows. He knows my feelings and my frustrations. He, he sees the crisis that is happening in my soul. Psalms 56 verse 8 out of the Good News Translation says, You know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of my tears. Now out of the old translation it says, God, you put my tears into your bottle. Isn't that amazing? That even the tears that flow from our eyes, the, the brokenness of our heart, God takes those tears and He saves them in a bottle. There is no hurt that goes unnoticed by God. He sees it all. Often when we're hurting, we feel very isolated and lonely. I don't, maybe there's been a recent death 
in your family or a divorce or maybe you've gotten fired or something really bad has happened to you and, 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 you, and you think you're all alone and you think nobody understands the way I feel. Nobody can tell the way I feel. Nobody feels the pain that I feel. But God knows. The writer of the book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus is our faithful high priest. Jesus has gone through everything that we could possibly go through so that he could identify with us in our pain. He understands my hurts, my feelings, and my frustrations. Psalms 103, verse 13. He is like a father to us, tender and sympathetic, for he knows what we are made of, dust. The fact is, God is sympathetic to my hurts and your hurts. Not only does he see, he cares. The Bible says he understands because he made us. He knows my thoughts, my failures, my feelings, my frustration. He sees the hurt that is in your heart. So what is our response to that? Well, if he sees all of my hurts, why don't I just give them to him? Why don't we just give our hurts to God? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all of your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Wow. Cast them permanently. Once and for all, don't take them back. Give God all of your hurts and all of your faults because He loves you and He cares for you. And I guarantee you because I know when you do that, when you give Him the hurts of your life, He will give back a peace that passes all understanding. Number three, God knows all about my future. He knows all my future. You know, God knew my future before I was ever born. All right? Psalms 139, verse 16. The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them began. And then I love Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you hope and a future. So God knows all the plans for my life, and God knows my future as well. Everybody's interested in the future, aren't they? Aren't you? Yeah? It's interesting to me the things people will try to know the future. Yeah? Astrology, horoscopes, reading tea leaves, consulting with people. They even, they even have reality TV shows about that now. Biorhythms, whatever. People, people try all kinds of things to try to figure out what's going to happen next. But they're all going to the wrong source. There is somebody who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. His name is God. The fact is, God sees my tomorrow today. He already sees the things we're going to face. He knows my future. God is not limited by time. He can be in the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. Now that gives me great confidence in God. It's comforting to me to know that He knows everything that is going to happen in my life. He not only knows about the future, He's in the future. He not only walks with you day by day, He actually walks ahead of you into the future. He's already prepared for everything that's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month. It may surprise me what happens, but it's never going to surprise God because He knows. The crisis that you'll experience next month or next year or whenever, 
the inevitable crisis that catches you off guard and you ask what's happening and where is God? Know this, God has been there all along preparing the way because He knows what our future is. He is in your future and He's prepared for everything. Now folks, that gives me great confidence. I know that when that crisis hits, it may surprise me, but it's not going to surprise God. Now, what is my response to this? My response is, if I know that God knows all my tomorrows today, then I need to be asking Him for advice. I need to be seeking His counsel. He knows what's going to happen. I love Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Wow! The things you don't know, God can tell you about. He's not going to lay your whole life out before you at once, telling you everything that's going to happen in your life. If He did that, you would either become very discouraged or full of pride. Maybe both. But He is going to lay it out a little bit at a time. He says, call unto me. Ask me for advice. And I will give you direction in life. I'll show you what you need to do. Now, I just got off a long road trip. Drove about 2,500 miles all total. And, uh, man, I'm glad that part's over. Eh? There's a little section of road that, that we traveled going and coming back in Louisiana. A little two-lane road, speed limit 55. Boy, I hate that stretch of road. Inevitably, both times, I got behind a long string of traffic, somebody in the front going 35 miles an hour. Is it just me or is that irritating? Okay? Five, six, seven cars in front of me going 35 in a 55. I don't even want to be going 55. I better step over here when I say all this, right? And so I'm sitting there, man, I'm just, I'm getting madder and madder. It's like, come on, dude, get off the road, man, you know? I'm thinking that. I'm saying that. <laughs> and, then, and then I get this thought. I've had this thought ever since I've been driving. It's a crazy thought, I know, but I, 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 every time I think about this when I'm in that situation, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a helicopter up there they could communicate with me. Uh, breaker, breaker for Will. Breaker, breaker for Holy Smoke. Uh, around this next curve, uh, you got them. Pedal to the metal. Go around all of them, man. Hammer down. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> so even around a curve, you got a yellow line, six cars, take them all at once. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Y'all are pansies. Wouldn't that be great? And hallelujah, thank you. And then you get around that car going slow. And, yeah, get off the road, man. Anyway, I'm just letting out my frustrations, okay? But you know what? I've got something better than that. I've got God who sees everything. He knows the difficulties I'm going to face today, tomorrow. He knows the obstacles that are out there in my life. And all I have to do is be in communication with Him. 
Lord, which direction should I go? What do I need to know? How do I take this obstacle? He's there, he sees, he knows, and he wants to give me good advice. Let me give you just a a practical application here. When you get up in the morning, and every morning, the first thing you need to be doing is reading the Word of God. You open the book of life. This gives us direction. So every day, first thing in the morning, open your Bible, read a passage of Scripture, pray to the Lord, talk to God. And as you talk to the Lord, go through the day with Him. Give Him your schedule. Say, Lord, I know you've already been through this day. You know what awaits me. Lord, you know ahead of time every interruption that I'm going to face. You know every cranky person I'm going to have to deal with. You know all the problems. You know all the possibilities. So, Lord, in advance, I'm asking you to help me through this day. Show me what to do. Help me to be Christ-like. Help me to follow your direction. Dear Lord, you know what's out there today. I'm just putting my life in your hands. And I'm giving you my life this day. Isn't that smart? Doesn't that make sense? That you get in agreement with God about what's going to happen through the day. He knows what's going to happen. So why don't you get on his team? Come alongside him. Let him give you direction. So, God knows all my faults and failures, and he still loves me. God knows all my frustrations and my feelings, and he cares about me. God knows my future, so I can ask him for advice. And then number four, God knows all my fears. God knows everything that gets me uptight. Now, I really thought about this. What, what gets me uptight? What are my fears? And I guess probably the biggest ones, of course, I... Maybe my kids, my family, but even maybe premier that we do with it has, has to do with finances. Let's be real about this. We probably worry more about finances than we worry about anything else, don't we? Jesus said more about it than anything else, and we worry about it. The areas of finance, our needs, our financial fears. You know what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 6? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek after. Yet your heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. He knows what you need. He knows everything you need. God knows all of my needs, so my response is, Don't worry. I don't worry. What do I do? I trust God. I trust the Lord. Philippians 4, 6 Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pretty good advice there. Don't panic. Pray. Okay? Don't panic. Pray. If God knows all my needs, every need I have, then I don't have to get His attention because I've already got His attention. Therefore, I don't have to work up some kind of ritual prayer to get Him to meet my needs. He's already aware of my needs. So I can just sit down and talk to him about everything in my life because he is already aware of everything in my life. We have his undivided attention. And can I tell you something? It is no problem for God to meet all of my needs at the same time he's meeting all of your needs. He can handle it. So he knows my fears. Number five, God knows all about my faith. 
Now, God has made each one of us with something in common. It's faith. Every one of us has faith. Every person that has ever been born has faith. It is a common denominator in life. We all have it, and guess what? We all use it. The key is, what is the object of your faith? The comic Steve Martin once said, It's hard to believe in anything anymore. I guess if it weren't for my lucky astrology mood watch, I wouldn't believe in anything. That was supposed to be funny. I don't guess it was. I don't know. You know what? Nobody believes in nothing. Everyone has faith. The only differences are in the object of our faith and its intensity. So here's what God knows about you. And listen to me, I'm almost done. Here's what God knows. God knows that you have faith in your life. You have the ability to trust Him. God knows that. God knows faith is already in your life. My response is, I put my faith, all of my faith, in Jesus. I trust Him. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. That's saving faith. I trust Jesus to save me. There's also living faith. I trust Jesus every day with all of my life. So really my question this morning is this, what are you trusting? What what is it that you're really trusting in? Is it yourself? Is it money? Is it possessions, position, education, your job, your family? What are you trusting? The only trust that is worthy is Jesus. Here's the amazing thing about God. He has given you the ability to trust Jesus. He's already given us the faith. We just need to kick it in, man. We need to place our faith in Jesus. Have you done that? This morning, I really want you to get to know God. That's what this sermon is about, getting to know God. God knows everything about you. God, Listen to me. God knows where you are right now. We say, dude, I'm at Kavanaugh Church. God knows where you are in life right now. Maybe you're here this morning and and you've never given Him your life. You've you've never activated that faith. You've never trusted Jesus. We're going to give you a chance to do that. It's the greatest thing that can happen to a person. It really is. Jason, isn't it? It's the greatest thing to trust Jesus. He forgives you of all your sins. He gives you a new heart, a new life. Everything becomes new. If you've not done that, I give you the opportunity today to come and trust Jesus. If you're here this morning and, and you're a believer, but you know what, things aren't quite right, maybe you're a little bit away from God, would you come this morning and recommit your life to Him? Get to know Him a little better. I mean, He knows all about you, and He loves you. He cares for you. So will you trust Him with your life today? Heavenly Father, I pray right now that you would bless each person that is here. I pray, dear Lord, for that one who needs to come and be saved, that they would have the courage to step out and come to you and accept you as their Savior. Lord, for